Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Hello, we're doing it. We're living the best life because the best life is the blessed life. That's it. I'm Jam. This is the Faith in Kids podcast. We are many. We've got the team together. All those voices who record our readings and voice our sketches, they're in the room. Today we have Johnny and Freya. Hello, Freya. Hello. It's a privilege to be on the Faith in Kids podcast. Johnny. Hello. It's the summer series. Watching as Jesus paints the picture of the best life with him as king. Up to episode four. Have you kept up? Episode one. The poor in spirit. We know that we are empty handed with nothing to offer. But Jesus fills us up and says, get in my kingdom and live the best life. Episode two. Those who mourn. We're sad so much in our world is broken. But we know that Jesus has started the mending. And last time, we're meek. We're the tamed wild animals, holding in our power, our strength, and our ravenous hunger because we know the Lord has us calm. Jam, do we all get to answer a whip around question? I think we definitely should. So, can you remember the last time you were either incredibly hungry or incredibly thirsty? Ed, do you have one to get us going? Yeah, Dad's story. When you go for a long walk and you've not bought enough water, you do the good thing and give all your kids the water you've got. So you get home, not sure if you're still alive. Freya, Johnny, have you got anything? Um, Yeah, I was tutoring a six-year-old for three hours and teaching them English and maths and completely forgot to provide for myself. So I was very tired and very hungry. My story is actually about Johnny, who is with us. And it's not the time he was hungry, but he was so full because we were about to go on stage. We were doing a show. I fed him a very large beef stew and he ate so much. It was so delicious. And then he had pudding. Oh, he was he had seconds. He had seconds. <laughs> and he did not want to go on stage and do this show that we were meant to be doing. And then at half time at the interval, he had to lie down on the floor. <laughs> Was, this is classic Johnny. This is classic Johnny. <laughs> oh, Ed, I wish he'd been there. It would have been great. Absolutely brutal. So, have you ever been really hungry, ever been really thirsty? Have a chat about that at home, in a car, wherever you are. Go.
So you can keep chatting about that afterwards. But Ed, why are we talking about this? When you're hungry, your tummy rumbles. Thirsty and your throat is dry. You ache. You urge for something to push into your mouth, pour into your mouth. Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. That's when our hearts ache and urge for us to be more like Jesus. We are hungry to be like Jesus. We pray for it. We long for it. We try for it. And we know the Spirit is satisfying that hunger, making us more like Christ. That's what he does. Jam, please promise me you've got some fun facts. I have fun facts. And because Johnny and Freya are here, I have backup as well. So I have fun facts about animals that hunger and thirst and do something like that for a very good reason. Bit of an intro, though, Ed. What's it like when there's a newborn baby in the house, Ed? How much sleep are you getting? What's the longest you've gone without sleep? You can't say to a newborn at two o'clock in the morning, it's no use being hungry, it's the middle of the night. Now, if my, my wife would be listening to this and say, honestly, Ed, when have you ever done that? But I can remember those moments when you do want to say, bad time to be hungry. And sometimes, kids, just talk to your parents about the time when you just wouldn't stop crying and your parents were just looking for an off switch just to give you two hours to sleep. Well, Johnny, you've got a fun fact about dolphins and sleep and babies. What is it? So dolphins go without sleep for three whole weeks for the sake of their babies. That's what some researchers found when they studied some dolphins' captivity. So dolphins in captivity did not sleep for three weeks. They were looking after their little ones. Ed, how would you be without sleep for three weeks? Freya, how about you? Are you good without sleep? <laughs> okay, who do, who I mean, think, I've done ha- three days and that was enough. Hands, <laughs> up, hands up if you think you're a monster when you're tired. Who wins? Oh, Johnny. 100%. Johnny's certain. Really? Freya's the worst, though. <laughs> I she slept through the whole of them. the World Cup semi-final. I did. I did. Anyway, not, not my cup of tea. Fair enough. Fair enough. So we've got another fun fact here. Uh, Freya, what have you got? Well, it's about polar bears. In order to have a baby cub, a polar bear doesn't go hungry. In fact, they do the opposite. Uh, they put on a lot of weight to have the child, so there's enough milk when the cub is born. How much weight? 200 kilos. That's the weight of two tall, big men. Two big, tall men. Two big, tall Two big, men, tall Ed. Men, Can right? you imagine eating enough to put on, basically, for you, triple your weight? That would be amazing, wouldn't it? That jam, it's, it's such an unhelpful thought for anyone listening to this to imagine what it would look like as I ate enough to treble my weight. No, stop. Don't make us think that, Jam. And we've got one more fun fact. Uh, Johnny. So now to the extreme, literally, from female polar bears gaining weight in the North Pole to the male emperor penguins in the South Pole. This one is about going hungry. Okay, so who's going hungry? Why? So, to keep the newly laid egg warm, the male emperor penguin stands and protects the egg, balancing it on his feet and covering it with feathered skin for two months. Two months just standing there? Yep, just standing there. And what do they eat for two months? Get ready for this, guys. They eat nothing at all. Wow. So a male emperor there, standing there, two months. Can you imagine how hungry they are? Ed, can you imagine not eating for two months? Well, uh, firstly, no. <laughs> Secondly, 
Imagine if the reason you weren't eating is you were balancing an egg on your toes. <laughs> Freya, are you good at balancing things? Have you ever had to stand still holding something? <laughs> Uh, That's a really specific and weird question. question. Have I ever stood still? Yes, uh, on my on my years on this earth, I have stood still and held things. Um, But I used to I used to be a dancer, um, and I used to do things like um, surfing and abseiling, which need a lot of um, agility. So yes, holding a pose have to have good balance for two months for without eating. Yeah, without yeah, that's something I've not yet tried. Well, (laughs) good on the penguins. Absolutely. Yeah. So those are my fun facts, Ed. I don't know which is your favourite and what we draw from that, but the, the, the animal kingdom certainly shows us how to be thirsty and hungry. To be hungry for righteousness is to be ravenous, to be more like Jesus. We're going to meet Anna in the Bible reading now, who was there in the temple when Mary and Joseph brought Jesus as a baby to the temple. Listen out for how she spent every day pushing, aching, urging herself to be more for God. Our reading is from Luke chapter 2, verse 22, and then verses 36 to 38. The time came for Mary and Joseph to do what the law of Moses taught about being made pure. They took Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. They brought the baby Jesus to the temple. Anna, a prophetess, was there at the temple. She was from the family of Phanuel in the tribe of Asher. Anna was very old. She had once been married for seven years. Then her husband died and she lived alone. She was now 84 years old. Anna never left the temple. She worshipped God by going without food and praying day and night. She was standing there at that time thanking God. She talked about Jesus to all who were waiting for God to free Jerusalem. What are you hungry for? What do you ache to be better at? What do you think about, long for, make time for, practice for, do it over and over and over again, just to be better, just to improve? What are the options? Scoring goals in football. Uh, Bowling the perfect cricket ball. Getting a higher score in Fortnite. Colouring in the perfect picture right up to the line. Finish building the Millennium Falcon in Lego. Watching the whole box set. How will it end? Pushing to do the splits right down to the floor. Can you do a cartwheel with straight legs and pointy toes? Anna was that woman, except she couldn't do the splits and her goal tally had dried up long ago. She was 84 years old, but her hunger, her desire and her ache were right up there with any professional sportswoman. You've heard what they say, haven't you, about the very best sports people? They're the very last one to leave the swimming pool, the training pitch, the cricket nets. When everyone else has had a shower and gone home in their fancy cars, there is always one who is still practising and practising. They're dedicated. Anna was that person. Listen. Anna never left the temple. She worshipped God by going without food and praying day and night. She was standing there at that time, thanking God. She went without food to stay focused. She was that woman that Jesus says is living the best life. She really was hungry for righteousness. 
She ached to worship God with every moment of her life. She wanted to give God the very best of herself. Every thought, every word, every reaction, every blurted out sentence, every emotional shout, every carefully planned decision. She wanted it all to be given to God as her way of thanking him for his care for her. Let's be hungry to be like Jesus, to live the best life. It's not easy. Just like it's not easy to be the best sports person, to be the successful pop star, to be the Olympic gymnast, it takes dedication, single-minded determination. The difference between scoring goals and being like Jesus is we have the Spirit, who is better than any coach or new kit. He's totally single-minded. He won't stop until you are like Jesus and one day the Bible says it will happen. When it feels hard, keep going. Try to think kind thoughts about the rude kid in the class who is always mean. It takes effort. Pray to control the rage when your brother snatches, pushes and frustrates. Breathe deeply. Count to five. Take yourself away. You've got this. Talk to your parents about the mistake, the struggle, the battle that is there every day. Today does not need to be remembered for the same mistakes as yesterday. You can change and you don't need to do it alone. Hunger for righteousness. The Spirit has you. You've got this. Let me pray. Father, we know the hurt of getting it wrong. Please would you give us the urge and the ache to get it right. And Father, we know how hard it is and we know the disappointment of getting it wrong over and over again. Please, Father, will your spirit help us to fight, to help us to want more and better. Thank you, Father, that we want this because your spirit has already done a work. Amen. Amen. Lots to think about there, and we're going to in Ed's Got Questions. If you're under five, is there something you really want to be better at? If you're five to seven, who is going to help you to be more like Jesus? Three answers. Have you got them? Eights to elevens, in your own heart, Do you know one way in your life that you could become more like Jesus? You might not want to say it out loud, but you might. Is there one way you see that you keep getting it wrong and you want to change? Over 11s, what would you say to the Christian who says, I can't change, I can't be good? You can press pause and have a chat about those questions now, or we'll have them again at the end. But first, here's a sketch. Remember Anna in the temple? She practically lived there. Well, what was it like to actually live with that day to day? Have a listen into this one. It's amazing he's here. I can't believe he's here. She's really off-putting. And she keeps telling people how old she is. I'm 84. I mean... I'm doing sacrifices to God, exactly as it says in the law of Moses, so that God will bless our nation. How can I focus with her going on in the background? Except 
I'm not sure God is blessing our nation right now. I mean, the Romans are here and... She prays all day and all night. I mean, who does that? Well, someone who really loves God. It's not normal. Well, maybe if we prayed more, then the Romans wouldn't be here and... We have to get rid of her. Seriously. She's driving me nuts. I'm 84. Yeah, right. We should move her on. But she won't leave. She never leaves the temple. I'm a priest, and even I leave the temple sometimes. Let me have a word with her. Anna? I'm 84. Did you know that? Uh, Yes, I did. You keep saying it. Isn't it amazing? That baby. Did you see him? Oh, Joseph and Mary brought him in. Lovely couple. But this baby is going to change everything. We don't want anyone to change anything. I do. Oh, don't you start. Look, Anna, you can't stand around praying all day and telling people about Jesus. This is the temple. Exactly. God is doing something new. I should know. I've seen it all before. I'm 84. Yes, I know. You keep saying that. You've been saying that for years. To be fair, last year she kept saying she was 83, and the year before that... Yes, I know! Oh, I'm so stressed right now. I have to go and lie down. You could pray! I could pray with you! Anna, tell me more about this Jesus. Oh, I thought you'd never ask. Let's go over here. I'll talk you through it all. We've got an awesome redeemer, God has given his son. We've got an awesome redeemer in Jesus. And all who shelter in him will find a pardon for sin. We've got an awesome redeemer in Christ. Oh, come follow our awesome redeemer, Jesus. Let everyone know that given a son we've got an awesome redeemer in jesus and all who shelter in him will find a pardon for sin we've got an awesome redeemer in christ we've got an awesome redeemer jesus let everyone shout rest of that song awesome redeemer go to dumbrocks.com and you'll find loads of other great songs there too shelter in him will find a pardon for sin we've got an awesome redeemer in christ okay i think we're out of time thanks very much johnny thank you very much freya you're welcome absolute pleasure thank you so much for having us both on we love your work and we're looking forward to hearing the rest of your stuff on the remaining podcasts in the series Thanks, Ed. Shall we all say goodbye? Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. If you're under five, is there something you really want to be better at? If you're five to seven, 
Who is going to help you to be more like Jesus? Three answers. Have you got them? Eights to elevens. In your own heart, do you know one way in your life that you could become more like Jesus? You might not want to say it out loud, but you might. Is there one way you see that you keep getting it wrong and you want to change? Over elevens. What would you say to the Christian who says, I can't change, I can't be good? Wasn't as funny for whatever reason. Oh, it was. No, it was. No, it was. No, I wasn't looking for compliments. It's okay. Oh. I'll just be better. I'll just be better. Very back in the seat, guys. Yeah. <laughs>